things, and welcome to We Refer To It As Football. This week's question for the chaps, do you prefer to dip your crumpet in tea or eat cucumber sandwiches? Craps, old boy. You sure know how to bewilder us with your weekly inquiry. Well, permit me to intrude, but I I believe the the two situations are uh, quite quite incomparable. Ah, Colin, what would we do without you setting us straight with your intrusions? Well, lads, let's move into our first segments. Americans refer to this sport by another incorrect name. In that segment, we peruse our intellects for the best reviews of Major League... Well, I'm not going to say that word. First, the Trader Washington, the district of wrongly spelled South American country United, versus Toronto FC. At the very least, these two teams refer to themselves appropriately. One of them is a United, the other a football club. Bloody hell. I'm quite honestly very peeved with the DC commentator, repeating how the balls reach the goal. Well, if you think that's awful, let me, let me tell you about how I feel about the IRA while referencing farm animals. Oh, no, 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 tell, tell, no, please. That is Mike. Put us in Nick. Put us in Nick. That is Mike. Nicholas, Nicholas, cut his mic. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. For episode 200, I'm Notch. I'm Caleb. And I'm Colin. This week, Megan Rapino corrects a fascist psychobabble. Alyssa Nair corrects an overzealous video assistant referee. And I spend the entire podcast correcting the factual errors of the last couple of weeks that I have been gone. Guys, what is wrong with you? Seriously. Welcome to episode 200 of We Call It Soccer. This podcast came to life in late 2015 as Toughcast, the United Fans podcast. Very creative, I know. And it's gone through a lot of changes to enter the form that it is in now. I believe you guys joined in episode 63, something like that? We should have looked that up beforehand. Yeah, <laughs> that, that actually does seem like valuable information. Yeah, so um, you guys have been the longest iteration of this show. Yeah. Uh, previous hosts, just to give them a little bit of thanks and uh, gratitude. Kyle Schlins, Jason Brzezikezzi, Kyle Eliason, Jeff Ruder. Uh, very grateful to everything they did for the podcast, but very grateful for you guys for joining me every week now for at least two years. Wait, yeah. hold on. Yeah. Are you acting years. like I was here the last two weeks? Well, you know. You were we, we, totally we, tall, don't you remember? Like, remember that? Like, I actually listened to the last couple of weeks, and I really? was shocked, shocked, I tell you, to hear that I was not on the podcast. Okay, I thought you were going to be like, wow, this podcast is awful, I'm leaving, I've been meaning to tell you, I somehow decided to wait until after the notes were done to break this information. I thought it was going to be very tragic, you know? I was going to have a list of all the things we got wrong in your absence. <laughs> I was actually thinking of making that list. I will say this, though. How in the fuck did you guys not know where Curacao is? I knew where Curacao was. I know where Caribbean. Curacao was. Like, the, you guys did not that? understand that they were... A colony of the Netherlands, which is why all of their players have gotten raised at like PSV and Vitesse and yeah. Ajax. I think they made a joke about alcohol and we moved on. Right. Yeah, exactly. you did. <laughs> but you were also trying to figure out like where's like what's the deal with Curacao? What? Okay, okay. Call every time you now like take issue with either of us, you gotta be like, permit me to intrude, okay? 
That's uh, I might have to I might have to put that into our soundboard. Permit me to intrude. But when and when uh, producer Nick is back, get that on the soundboard. We have so many things to add to the soundboard. We're never gonna add anything. By the end, the it's just gonna be like morning radio, like with like honks and like hee haws and, and all that other ah, stuff. Ah, for the draft time commute. Here's We Taught Saka. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, by the way, episode sixty five that you guys joined me on. So one hundred and thirty five. Triumphant episodes with the two of you. So it's really not a big, really not a big landmark for us. Yeah, it's just like thirty-five. Yeah. yeah. Also, why didn't we wait another four episodes? Why not? Oh, we were so close. Well, so close. I think you wanted. We didn't know if he was going to do it after a while. So we, yeah, yeah I guess. On, on, as soon as possible as the co-host. Not yeah. Wait those still that episodes. that was bad foresight by yeah, us. Yeah, we should have definitely yeah. waited a month. Uh, episode 69 yep. yeah it. yep yeah. Long enough. Jeez. Uh, wow <laughs> that brace stuff wasn't enough me looking bad was it i mean um, like i wasn't even gonna go there i just wanted to talk about you and curacao but now that we mentioned a brace dude okay okay how no, many we're not highlights let me let me ask how you many my, highlights have we me, seen let me ask you the 135th of these weekly questions that you guys hate which is so alex morgan today celebrating by sipping tea and if you were celebrating against England, what stereotypically English thing would you mime when you're uh, celebrating your goal? I would uh, don a monocle, yell, Bridget means Bridget, and then shit my pants just like the autonomy over there is going to. Ah, okay. Very yeah. topical, topical reference. Um, Colin? No. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. No. There go all of English. Then, not, oh, oh, trust uh, me. I, I have plenty Irish. of things that I would be miming of the English as a result of similar actions. Like, Okay. All right. It, we're just going to move yeah. on. You lost your turn. Notch, what about you? Uh, I don't know. I think I'd do like a cricket swing. You know? Because that kind of... But, I know how to do a proper cricket swing. But you can't though because they didn't... India didn't beat England in the World Cup. No, I know, but also I'm fucking American now. Thank you very much. I mean, like, I am as American. You know who as else I'm... didn't beat England in the Cricket World Cup? The United States. It's true. True. Very we've, true. We've, our men have a better chance of winning that than the yeah. actual men's World Cup. Hey, yeah. speaking of uh, winning and titles and trophies, let's go to a segment that we call The Championship. But the championship is a game. Is it a game? Is it a league? No, it's a segment where we discuss America's top leagues, the NWSL and the MLS. First up, NWSL stuff. Um, all the players, well, most of them, are bad. Many of them, yeah. Although, the big one that we'll talk about, it was kind of a surprise that she would be back because people didn't realize that Australian players would be back so soon. Like, uh, oh, I don't know, Sam fucking Kerr. Let's just talk about Orlando versus Chicago first because... Oh, my God. Game of the week. Sam Kerr knocking in a hat-trick against uh, Orlando. Poor Orlando. They came into this week being like, yeah, we got our first win of the year against Sky Blues. Yeah, let's... Let's... The momentum. Yeah, let's, let's We're keep gonna be in up. front of our home fan. Sam Kerr's like, all right, let's uh, put, put another shrimp on the bobby. I think that's what she sounds like, right? That um, is racist. Is it? I don't know. Yeah. I can't or, or does she go like, I can't understand what they're saying anyway. The, the, she, she, she was like, that's not a goal. This is a goal. And, you know. Yeah. She, she did that three times. Yeah. yeah Almost true. four times. Um, seventh minute, 45th plus two minute where she had the Ronaldo celebration. And 55th minute. Just fantastic, excellent work on all of those. Just solo efforts. Fantastic work. Almost had a chip from Wayne Rooney range, uh, but it was denied by Haley Kottmeyer on the line. Um, 
just got by a running back yeah. like her life depended on it and manages to whip it out I was just waiting for like Sam Kerr to have run up behind and just knock the ball that was like pushed off the line straight in the I net mean, didn't happen it's not like she would have been able to catch it given that she shot that thing from about like 65-70 yards out I know I know but what that would be it, one hell of a sprint if she had done that though that's when the Aston Martin drives on the turf she puts her Walter PPK into the tuxedo that she's suddenly wearing gets in and drives off <laughs> And then, like, fires missiles from the back of the Aston Martin, like, blowing up the pitch. Oh, but no. James Bond needs to be British. Her teammates are still on there, though. That's, that's terrible. <laughs> uh, some uh, goalkeeper error that we should mention here. Emily Boyd. Um, Horrific misplay of that back pass. Yeah. And uh, Obabagu getting a free shot to get uh, an equalizer for the Pride at 1-1. But uh, that's about all the Pride were able to do. So let's, yeah. let's leave it at Marcia that. Marcia did get a penalty. Good for her. Still rocking the uh, really badass lipstick. Yeah. Purple in this game. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, Utah playing Seattle, where Jess Fishlaw gets another goal and an assist, but crucially gets very badly hurt. No news as yet from Rain FC about what's wrong with Fishlock. She seems to be tweeting, so hopefully that means that she's, you know, she's tweeting along with the England versus USA game. She's Welsh. Uh, hopefully she's okay, but no. God, we update. hope so. Her teammates like, looked very distraught as she was yeah. being stretchered off the pitch. Very recently came back from injury, so hope for the best. Especially her and Megan Rapino on World Cup form. Just imagine that, because... That's what you would be looking at fairly soon. Did you know that she had an MBE this past off season that she got from Prince Charles? I just googled that and saw it. It's pretty I cool. I just googled Jessica Slaughter and I was like, the person that popped up was that she had an MBE. Yeah, there's a also a famous uh, picture of um, who was the guy who played Dooku in Star Wars. Uh, oh. The guy was the Rock. The, he also made his oh, made death yeah. metal albums. And he was he, uh, oh god. Uh, he was in. Uh, Lord of the Rings. Yep. Yeah. Yep. As uh, Saruman, right? Saruman, yeah. Yeah. He's uh, Christopher. Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee. Yes. Sir Christopher Lee is a famous picture of Prince Charles knighting him, except instead of just having one arm with the sword on his shoulder, there's two swords in Prince Charles' arms, and he's like crossed them like Anakin in Revenge of the Sith. Nice. <laughs> but anyway. I mean, I don't like the prequels, but that's still an awesome photo. Ah, you're not down with the kids, man. No, uh, let's not. move on to Washington Spirit. Uh, playing North Carolina Courage, who got a win here in Washington 2-1. Sorry, not Washington. The Maryland Soccerplex. Yes, uh, which does have a very nice grassy knoll behind. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Oh, oh. oh, no. Colin. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I wasn't referencing that for what I usually would reference the grassy knoll, you guys. It's like actually a nice little grass hill that's right behind the goal. And they had like a, a quote-unquote TIFO, like, uh, what is it? Stained into the grass. Yeah, it was. It was. It was pretty cool. Which yeah, just head back to the left, right? <laughs> God. Um, speaking of back into the left, uh, Dabinia uh, earned a penalty, shot it down into the left, uh, but was unable to convert it uh, past Audrey Bledsoe. However, uh, Bledsoe parried it dead straight to Dabinia. Uh, Easy, easy rebound tap in. Uh, Leah Pruitt also got a goal from the top of the box in the second. Doubled the lead for the visitors. If the Courage are starting to look good now that their World Cup vets are coming back, I fear for everyone's lives. Yeah. Because this is going to be a team very angry about how the season started. 
it's I, I can just see the um the the locker room kind of you know of all the NWSL players there's a party going on and the door opens and the Dabinia walks in Alyssa Nair walks in and it's just like everyone's like oh Oh, oh no! <laughs> um, Houston, the Dash playing the Thorns in Texas. Thorns getting a two-one win here. Um, Kai Simon scores a header off a free kick in the second half to give the Dash lead. But Tyler Lucy, uh, Tyler Lucy, yes, comes in, scores a banger first, and then assists on Midge Purse's winner by tying it down to Purse, who is just about a foot away, who knocks it in from close range. A lot of thighed goals in American soccer this week. Yeah. So that was the NWSL news. Just a quick update on the table. Uh, with most teams having played 10 games, Thorns in the lead with 19 points, Spirit with 18 and second, Rain and the Royals in third and fourth with 17, and the Courage... In 16th. Should also mention, notably, that Sky Blue FC still no wins this year. Ooh. But two draws, so... Hey! <laughs> That's something, right? Uh, did sure. we mention last week that Denise Reddy got uh, given the boot at Sky Blues? Yeah. Um, actually, no, we didn't mention it because I think it happened like night. right... Who's yeah. we? You weren't here. Well, he also didn't mention it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah he's still yeah. right. <laughs> actually, I did tweet about it, I think. But it happened like Friday, like, yeah. thir- like right before the U.S. game. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure it happened. That sounds right. Yeah. Guess we weren't ready to to mention it then. Okay, anyway. Moving on to Major League. <laughs> Boo this man. <laughs> Let's move on to Major League Soccer Talk, where um, the All-Star Game has announced a skills competition. Can it be like the basketball skills competition? So you have all these soccer players trying to do basketball, like three-point shots and stuff. It'd be very amusing. I want to see Wayne Rooney in the slam dunk contest. That would be fun. Like, I just want to see him, like, get to eight feet and maybe get, like, a little bit more extension. No, it's going to be a Nerf basketball, and they have to dunk it on a Nerf basketball hoop. See, but Wayne Rooney is so wholesome these days that I think he'd actually enjoy that. He'd be like, this is why I came to MLS. It's so much fun doing all this kind of stuff after, like, 20 years of craziness in England. <laughs> like, oh, Waza. Oh, yeah, right? Exactly. But for real, commercial. I am legitimately very excited for this because I am a fan of everything that is dumb, stupid, fun in sports. Yeah. Okay. And this is the epitome of dumb, stupid fun in sports. So it's gonna be a shot contest, a what is the sickest touch volley that you can make, and then a passing contest. Like what? What's not to like? So the real question here is: Are the Atletico Madrid players going to participate? Do we get? Uh, um, we've got Coke and Tibid and Tibid. Tibid and Tibid. Yeah. Like, I, I know that Tibid is a really highly prized academy prospect. The, it was going to be Griezmann, Tibid, but yeah. uh, he's gone well, now. So. Uh, Cote, Tibid, and Tibid actually ran a law firm in Madrid for many years, so they're very well versed in... Uh, <laughs> yes. All right, so we'll figure out two, but it is good to know that two other Atletico Madrid players, to be announced later, are going to participate. Are there any particular announced challenges that you are excited for? I mean, that touch volley is basically going to be, like, receive the ball and then do some crazy right stick on FIFA. Okay. It's, I'm, that's going to be dope. I'm excited for the Spoon and Marble race. Okay, um, <laughs> New York Red Bulls play Chicago, and the Red Bulls getting 3-1, courtesy of one Daniel Royer, who is back, baby, much like BWP was for this game. 
yeah, finally back after injury for uh, B-dubs. Uh, Royer with the insurance goal in stoppage time. There's a fantastic team goal that uh, Brian White finished in the 59th minute as well. Um, check that one out. And there's also Kenneth Kronholm just being absolutely terrible at receiving a back pass. We should also mention that Chicago kind of dominated this game. Possession especially 63 to 37% and they outshot the Red Bulls 26 to 10. Thank God for one Mr. Robble Robble. And he didn't fall down. No, Luis Robles. What a god. D- could you guys imagine that Robles is about to become a freaking car salesman about, what is it, eight or nine years ago when he signed for the Red Bulls out of Germany? Really? Yeah, he yeah, was about that. to give up his soccer career when the Red Bulls called him. Because he was, I think it's some Bundesliga or two Bundesliga team, I can't remember. Yeah, now. somewhere in the two Bundesliga. It was, yeah, it was touch and go for him because he you know, realized keepers in MLS, it's not like they actually make any money at that point. He was at uh, Karlsruhe SC. Yeah, so, and and I believe in his first season at the Red Bulls, he was a backup too, so it took him some time, but he has been amazing consistently for years, and it's uh, it's been pretty great to watch him. Yes, indeed. Colorado playing LAFC. Colorado getting the 1-0 win. Guys, our question since the beginning of 2018, uh, guys, are Colorado good? I don't know. I don't know, okay? <laughs> I don't know anymore. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, now that Caleb has had a crisis of faith and confidence, um, it's been remarkable to see just what firing Anthony Hudson can do for a team. Hey, and speaking of faith, turns out God quite unhappy seeing Colorado go against his plan because he struck down lightning as soon as the Danny Wilson knocked in Colorado's one goal. Uh, yeah, it was like one goal. 90 seconds later, all of a sudden there was a delay for like, an hour and a half. Should say good attendance for uh, for Colorado. Uh, pretty good amount of people in that stadium. Yeah, before it, the delay, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Oh, as yeah, soon as still, yeah, as soon yeah. as the weather delay happened, it looked like Colorado again. But still, yeah, good for them. A bunch of them stayed behind, and, yeah. uh, and so good for them. Yeah. Uh, Colorado are actually looking really good under Connor Casey, which Oops. makes me really think that Anthony Hudson is perfect for that Newcastle job. There you go. Uh, LAFC's problem, uh, take a hint from the commentator in this game who went, that last touch, that last touch, that last touch, that last touch. I thought it was going to be like, he's just going to like start smoke spoken word poetry, hear some clicks like, that last touch, that last touch. And he's just like, that last touch said 135 times to tell a story, you know? Um, is there an edging joke in there somewhere? I'm pretty sure there, there definitely is. is. There definitely is somewhere. Yes, 100% is. We should cool. acknowledge it Just and move on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good to know. Let's now move into a sub-segment called Don't Look Back in Anger. In this segment, we discuss Minnesota United FC's most recent season and don't look back because uh, looking back only leads to sadness. Looking forward and in the living in the present though leads you to believe that we're capable of doing anything including the MLS Cup because we just scored a franchise record seven goals against FC Cincinnati wait hold on you honestly believe after scoring seven goals against FC Cincinnati that we can do anything yeah yeah we are world beaters we're gonna win the World Cup (laughs) um (laughs) uh, um Caleb, how name, do we break this to him? Uh, name five players that played with Cincinnati in that game. 
Amaya, Richie, Stankel. Yeah, none of these are real people so far, so... Yeah. <laughs> Murder is real right here. Ooh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that did stop me. But, okay, so FC Cincinnati in tragic form. Just watch the Rodriguez-Angelo goal if you want to see evidence of that. The FC Cincinnati defense... Four defenders just clumped together with Angela Rodriguez randomly able to run out to the side and, and you know, get completely <clears throat> free. Typically when that happens, you have a guy who's running from the back because all the defense is like clustered around a breakaway and another guy runs in from another part of the pitch. No, Angelo actually ran through the defense. Stankel saw him, said, mm, I'll let someone else get to him. And then Darwin just slowly pushing a pass over to Rodriguez. And if all the time in the world, he made a sandwich while he was in the box. He watched all three Lord of the Rings movies, extended editions, and then... Saw that there's no one around them, like, might as well shoot it into the net. And he did. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Finley scores. Dotson scores. Oh, my God, what a great goal. Aikopara scores. Twice. 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 Is Not that a the, brace? A brace. Is that a brace? A brace. Okay. That is a brace. Uh, Mason Toy scores his first MLS goal. Yay. And then assists later on Tevin Molino's first goal back from Trinidad and Tobago. Yay. So, uh... What, do, what, what else do we want to say about this game other than <laughs> holy shit it's fun uh, to be yeah, with a gentleman's hat trick yeah um, could have been four if uh, you counted him rocketing a free kick off of Spencer Ritchie but yeah FC Cincinnati getting the consolation goal Amaya by the way getting hacked down a bunch of times at one point another player who's as we've established I don't know any of their players but another player went up to him and like consoled him like literally was like it's gonna be okay Frankie <laughs> it's like, Ozzy Alonso your, your, your <laughs> world is not over it's gonna yeah. be fine for you like, like oh they massacred my boy <laughs> Frankie Sorry. I mean Darren Maddox Elvis Powell Kendall Waston Alan Cruz Fernando Adi, Greg Garza, Roland Lama, Leo Bertoni, Kenny Safe. All of those players were not in the 18. Well, Kenny Safe, Kenny Safe ran away. And yeah. Like, Kenny Safe, it's because he hated his time in Cincinnati so much that he just pieced out. But you also are talking about a suspended TAM level Sure. Central midfielder. Sure, sure, sure. You're talking about three injured starters. You're talking about four guys that are out on international duty. In that collected list, there's like two players I that mean, are we didn't have almost Metanier. not terrible. We didn't have done. Lottie wasn't healthy. Like Bednar. Right, yeah. I mentioned that. Oh, sorry. So, you know, I mean, like, Molino was tired. Like... There, anyway, seven goals, a franchise record. I believe the only time Minnesota team has scored more... Was the was the kicks against the Cosmos back in the sixties or something yeah. like that? So, I mean, this was. I don't think there's a, there's a good chance that we don't see anything like this with Minnesota United no, in the rest of our not. lifetimes. Like so, yeah, like this incredible. was incredible. This was a perfect storm of our offense playing well against a team that was already terrible and was even depleted further. Fifth in the list of largest goal differences in a single match in MLS history. Yeah, behind like some 7-0 wins. I think. Right. And so this was just, I, I was yeah. so happy I was not capoing in this game. I could watch every single goal go in. It was a real special time. Pretty incredible. Kudos to the person who played Princess 7 after the 7th goal yep. went in. That, that was smart. That was, that was a lot clutch. better than Baby Shark, I'll tell you that much. <sighs> 
and uh, <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody in the second water break, a, a neat little thing that happened. So, just a very memorable game, I thought. Yeah, yeah, fun Even times. though it was, I was so sweaty. Yeah, I was like, so 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 sweaty. It, it would be a very memorable game had the heat not baked our brains to like mush. Speaking of baked brains and mush, let's talk about Atlanta United versus Montreal. Uh, played in Atlanta. This game, I, ended- I don't understand that segment. <laughs> I, I don't. Like, segway, segway, segway. Permit me to intrude. <laughs> <laughs> We're slowly drifting. I'm off the of- one that's supposed to fact check things, not. <laughs> <laughs> We're slowly drifting off a cliff, just like the sideway die <laughs> with this segway. Atlanta winning this game two one thanks to Justin Meadum, who has remembered that he scores goals, uh, getting a Dotson esque banger. Um, I wrote this down as Justin Miram scores from Miram range. Yeah, there you go. Uh, also, our, uh, Andrew Carlton, midweek, you might remember, he forgot his passport on the way to Toronto. Uh, he has now been sent to Atlanta United 2 as a punishment for that. And uh, just apparently Frank DeBoer kind of sick of his shit coming out and saying that uh, Carlton is on uh, or might be wasting his career. Some kind of paraphrasing, but saying that basically he needs to get his act together. He needs to get traded somewhere or he needs to get his contract cut at the end of this year, play two years in USL and resurrect things. Or, you know, just go the Freddie Adu route and do vacuum commercials. But that too. Yeah. Yeah. Like the vacuum commercials, it, he's got a good face for it. He, he could totally pull off commercial work. Atlanta United making a trade with FC Dallas for the uh, for Tam, I believe, hundred thousand or Tam. Or yeah, like I try not to some amount of amount, yeah, some amount of rights line. to Emerson Hyndman, um, signed with Atlanta on loan from Bournemouth. That's a move that somebody should have made like three years ago to resurrect his career. Too damn expensive. Yeah, uh, he's commanding a very large wage. That's insane. Yeah. Like, and oh, it's. He's what has he done the past three years? He's, yeah, I mean he put yeah. out some uh, LPs with like Lake and Palmer back in the day, and that's about it. But that was like thirty years ago. That was the whitest joke I've ever heard. <laughs> How is it that Colin and I are sitting right here and neither of us made that joke? Because my daddy solicited Emerson Lake and Palmer. Like on I feel so bad for you. Oh my hey, god, it's my father you're talking about. Your father had bad taste in music. <laughs> it's okay, Notch. You didn't accept that. Well, it's good that only one of our dads listens to this, and it isn't mine. So, hey, <laughs> my dad listens to Jimmy Buffett unironically. So does my dad. Yeah, like our dad should be in Big Island Ultras. <laughs> <laughs> NYCFC invited the Philadelphia Union to Yankee Stadium. The Union, who are you know doing well this yeah. year. Uh, apparently not so much when they come against one uh, Valentin Castellanos, who first drew two penalties and then scored two goals. Now, let's let's be clear about the penalties that he drew. Questionable penalties at best. Yeah, at best. <laughs> one was definitely not even considered a penalty. Which one? His first one. First one. But Austin yeah. Trusty um, clipped him. Yeah. Was not seen as a penalty. VAR called it back, and sure enough, it was called. Second one was a pretty soft amount of contact from Ali Bedoya, if you'd even call that contact. Let's also be clear about one thing, which is both of these penalties coming as NYCFC are are down one nil, and then one uh, one or zero yeah. to one, to, and then one goal to two. So. 
NYCFC showing some grit. Score Maxi Morales scoring those two penalties, and then Castellanos, as I mentioned before, scoring two goals to end this game 4 2 for NYCFC. Should also mention Fafa Pico got one hell of a goal. Uh, excuse me, his game. full name is Foto Fafa. Sorry, I almost forgot it. Foto Fafa Peter Ridayo. There we go. We should put that onto the uh, soundboard yes. as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, he, he gets the ball, makes a turn, and in three touches, smashes it against the goal. It was beautiful. Yes, it was. The crew going up against Orlando City uh, at Crew Stadium. And uh, this game ending 2-0 to Orlando. Nani assists on both goals. Chris Mueller scores the There was a very good Nani? reason that I was trying to talk as quickly as possible on that. Nani? <laughs> Why did I come back? I could be seeing Bad Religion right now. You know, you, you know, they are like halfway through their set, beloved. I would assume. Also, uh, David Zeller and David Martin of the Daves I Know invited us. They're apparently recording right now, too. They invited us over to hang out with them while they record. So you could be doing that, too. We'd be on another podcast. <laughs> Why did you so give mad. me that brilliant idea? <laughs> this is worse than you said you like Nickelback. All right, we're going to take a break right here. We'll return with just me and Caleb because Colin's heading over... A couple of blocks over to David's place uh, to be on the Dave's I know. So, see you in a few minutes. Welcome back to Week All at Soccer, where the fireworks are starting outside July 4th. Tomorrow, I'm feeling more patriotic already. Uh, speaking of patriotism, the New England Revolution. This was their first home game with uh, Mr. Bruce Arena in charge, going up against a, a demoralized Houston and coming up 2-1 winners. Bruce Arena wearing a sport coat. That just... It doesn't sit well with me. I don't like it. Sits well I don't with, like it. With New England, who have suddenly turned their season around, it seems. 2-0-1 in league play with Bruce Arena. Um, in contention for the 7th final spot in the East. I mean, it... It almost seems like teams this year have recognized how to fix their problems, unless, of course, you're Cincinnati or Columbus. Yeah. Who, coincidentally, are both teams at the bottom of the East and bottom exactly. of the combined league table. Yeah. It's almost like Ohio sucks. Houston. Or Cleveland rocks. Hey. <laughs> Houston did open the scoring here, but uh, New England scored twice in the second half off Delamea and Bunbury. Bunbury, who, by the way, has four goals in one month. Someone's turned the switch on in his head. He always has these kinds of runs of yeah. form. Just, he's a very streaky player, but when he's on, he'll score yeah. multiple goals. And yeah, yeah. yeah amount of times. He's probably going to score like another four or five goals in this run and then will not score the rest of the year. Yeah, someone should tell him to put his uh, clothes on. He'd be less streaky then. Uh, Houston keeper, Congressman Joe Willis, looks instead like artisan bartender Joe Willis with his new mustache and facial hair. I mean, he would like, he would actually look like artisan bartender Joe Willis had he bothered to shave the rest of his beard. Like, if it was just the mustache, he could totally pull off, like, shaking up five old fashions at once and yet not having it turn out super watered. Yeah, but like the fact that it's also with the haggard beard, it it yeah, just no, did no, not no. work. Okay, okay. DC. United, well, we'll send you over to his place with the razor. DC United playing Toronto FC one one. Uh, the score here, uh, the Roonster not able to follow up on his uh, worldly from midweek with a win here. 
he was able to follow up with a penalty very late on uh, Frederick Briance, uh drawing a namesake penalty uh, being pushed down in the box on the corner. Uh, Nick DeLeon was able to ping it home from a Richie Larea cross, did not celebrate in front of his former home fans. Um, the big news around this game, however, was uh, some breaking reports from Stephen Goff of the Washington Post. Uh, Jiangsu Suning of the Chinese League, I believe that's a team in Shanghai, if I remember right. Uh, they offered Toronto FC $10 million to buy Josie Altidore and then offered to pay Josie Altidore $25 million over a three-year contract. I feel like they've been listening to this podcast and I was joking about goals he always scores and not understanding our sense of humor. Like, it, it, it's not like he's a bad player, but he's not. Million. $25 million over three years. Good. I yeah. Toronto thinks he's six point seven million a year. Good. I mean, okay. In all seriousness, these these inflated wages are to go to a league that is, you know, serious step down in quality. Also, to move to a foreign country with a completely different language and and culture. So uh, you can understand some of this. However, to Toronto, I say, take the damn deal. Just do it already. Are you like, crazy? Come on. Like honestly, why would you not do that deal if you are Toronto FC? Yeah. Seriously, uh, we'll I'll find out how to do it. So just open up your bank account, watch that money roll in, and think to yourself, "That's a lot that I can flip for whatever the fuck I want." San Jose coming up against LA Galaxy. Speaking of flips, flipping the narrative, San Jose winning three nil. What? I mean, this is a long time coming. San Jose's been on the uptrend and. Galaxy have been, even in their recent win against Cincinnati, they only scored two against them. Yeah. So really, yeah. but game like, for that, they lost 4-0 four, four to Portland in this game. They looked really bad against uh, San Jose. Yeah, and it, it also doesn't hurt that things are very, very toxic-seeming with Zlatan and everybody else on his team. Like... Yeah. But wasn't he supposed to break every MLS record? Uh, that does not appear to be happening. And it seems more and more like it's just him being angry that people are passing slightly further away from him than he would like. Yeah. It, it's Zlatan needs to figure out how to fucking play in this league. He needs to just chill out and have some fun like Rooney is. He seems like he's just frustrated his teammates all the time. And that's not going to get you anywhere. I mean, even if that's right. the way that you succeed or whatever, like he is not seem like I, I want to see like Zlatan just be a youth team coach now. And actually, I don't because I think if he, if oh, he was, he'd just take yeah. bricks to the game and throw them at his players. Yeah. Like, do you want a bunch of kids to be ruined forever by right. having I to deal I with really Zlatan really at this don't. point? No, 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 no. no. Hey, what you do want is Christian Pavone to come to LA Galaxy. That's a rumor that's potentially happening. According to The Athletic, they might have a deal done contingent on them figuring out a way to get Roman Alessandrini to not be a designated player anymore. Pavon is a Boca Junior star. Should mention San Jose now in fifth in the West. Remember when we were talking about who's going to drop back into the playoff spots and, and dethrone Minnesota United. But it turns out Minnesota United quite okay in sixth. But San Jose climbing up the table. I feel like somewhere in April... Uh, Matas Almeida was like, hmm, things don't seem to be going my way. You know, I'm going to do a three-month plan, turn things around. Then he did. You didn't do plans in months now? Apparently. I thought it was only years. Yeah. So, like, it's, 
Is anyone surprised that it took a few games for Almeida Ball to actually take hold, and then all of a sudden San Jose turned into a good team? Yeah. Like, shock. It's crazy. I'm so shocked. One of the teams that has fallen out of the playoff spots to make way for San Jose and Minnesota are RSL, who won this time 2-0 to SKC, another one of our... Mm, they might do well later, contenders. SKC, not so much. Uh, Sam Johnson scores a brace. Notch, that's two goals. Uh, thank you. Yeah, the second one was fantastic because he just stole it off of Demir Kralak's foot and shot it. I loved it. Should mention, teams after playing Minnesota in the Open Cup, not doing so hot. Not so much. Yeah. I think it's where uh, ego tillers and... Yeah. Confidence tillers, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. Seattle playing Vancouver, getting the 1 0 win of a very late goal. However, the story of this game is uh, a disallowed goal for Daniel Leva. Leva potentially would have scored on his debut. 16 years old, scores a beautiful, chipped, long range effort from about 45 yards out. It could have been the goal of the week had it not been for Wayne Rooney, or for that matter, for VAR. Or Hassani Dotson. Damn, what, why can't we all be homers? It's okay. Dude, Let's be Atlanta like, fans for a week. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I that, that Leva goal that. was no. better. Yeah, so, so, was so, so the but, problem with this Leva goal is that Justin Dillon point blank smashes the ball at uh, uh, Vancouver keeper Zach McMath. McMath and But then he also steps on his foot in a pretty painful way. McMath stays down. So when Leva sh- shot the ball, it was an open net with three outfield players protecting it. VAR calling it back despite Casey Keller insisting on the broadcast that it would be upheld. Apparently, Casey Keller, not a commentator and VAR person at the same time. Yeah. Um, it, this was one of those where it seemed like it was a foul because it happened to a goalkeeper. Yeah. Like, plain and simple. It, the way that Dylan's foot went down was just a natural movement. It, it was incidental contact at best. But when a goalkeeper gets injured, play stops. Should mention. Or at least it should stop. Sorry. Timbers came up against FC Dallas. Dallas sent Carlos Groys off to the Bundesliga, apparently. $4.5 million spent by FC Augsburg to bring him in. Um, he arrived at Dallas from Stuttgart back in 2016. Um, has been a, a young DP, bought down by Tam over the last year. Um, solid recoup of the investment there. A young DP, my favorite rapper of all time. And Brian Fernandez scores his ninth goal in seven games. Hello. He's really fucking Sign of the season. Good. Yeah, Caleb Carlett last week. And uh, Portland announced... Multi-year extensions for Gio Savarese and his entire coaching team. Hooray. Yeah, that's yeah, my happy That makes face. us feel yeah, so okay. great. Nice, yeah. Wonderful. Ooh. Okay, let's now move into a segment that we call Top Lo-Fi Hits. Let's turn on YouTube, put on sound-canceling headphones, and study the latest from the U.S. lower leagues. And this week, Nippon Chopra is back to tell you a little bit about what he's seeing our lower leagues news. Hey everybody, this is Nipun Chopra coming at you with another update from the lower divisions. Uh, it's been a while since you heard from me, so what I want to do today is give you an update league by league. So let's start with the USL Championship. But the championship is a game. 
look, the USL Championship juggernaut continues. They have all kinds of expansion ideas, um, the likes of Indy 11, North Carolina FC, Phoenix, Las Vegas are exploring MLS and or stadium bids. Uh, Tampa Bay Rowdies are on an upward trajectory. Uh, we know that St. Louis and Sacramento are MLS bound very likely soon. And they're going to have some expansion news as well. They just announced San Diego will be joining USL next year with uh, Landon Donovan involved in the project. So exciting stuff over at USL Championship. Um, the questions still remain about the MLS two teams, though. Uh, as many of you know, uh, they have suffered with low attendance and questions remain whether they will be joining USL League One, which is the next league we will talk about. The USL Align Division Three League uh, is currently has uh, nine to ten teams. They are looking at expanding to a few more markets. Uh, best of my knowledge, uh, there will be two MLS teams, MLS two teams in New in New England for DC United and Miami for the Inter Miami FC uh, team coming up. So there'll be two. MLS two teams in USL League One soon, as well as the potential for a team in Riverside, which Socktix reported on last year. Um, that's the USL League One update. Let's switch to another league in Division Three, which is NISA. NISA is currently uh, in a scenario where they're expected to start playing in about two months um, or so. No, actually not even that much. Uh, much sooner than that, two, a couple of months they'll be playing uh, on the field and they'll have eight to ten teams. There have been two teams that have joined recently. One is Miami FC, which is a huge coup uh, for the league. And they've also had Cali California United FC joining them as well. And then Oakland Roots has announced that they will join them in the spring of 2020. So NISA, uh, in terms of expansion, now has 10 to 12 uh, has about 10 teams playing in the fall 11 teams in the spring uh, up to 14 teams in, in the spring is what i'm hearing um, so things are looking okay but there are still questions about how successful this is going to be uh, they're expected to play starting in september uh, in the fall they're supposed to have four home games and four away games so it's a very abbreviated fall season then they have to apply for sanctioning for the spring and the whole thing repeats so Nisa looking better than they did a month ago, but there's still questions. A league that is looking worse than they did a month ago, and, uh, and this is inextricably linked to Nisa actually, is the Founders Cup. Uh, the Founders Cup is the offshoot of NPSL. They're the teams that are better uh, from their opinion, and most people would agree, than the amateur level teams in NPSL. They're better run, they're more popular, they attract a big attendance, such as uh, Charlotte, uh, sorry, such as uh, Chattanooga, um, Detroit City, um, and uh, New York Cosmos. But they've had to deal with the defection of Miami FC, a powerhouse to NISA, as well as Oakland Roots, a, an important club in the NPSL mix. And for what I'm hearing, at least another couple of clubs in the Founders Cup situation are communicating with NISA. Um, so that is an issue of defection, as well as uh, the big concern over Founders Cup is that they are having trouble securing insurance and workers' compensation for the clubs um, involved. So there's some questions about getting a Founders Cup off the ground uh, and the futures of uh, some really big, important clubs in, in these leagues uh, are still up in the air. So 
that's the update I have uh, for you today. Uh, I will be back next week with some more on the field stuff for you. Have a good one. More fireworks going off in the background, uh, much like the U.S. Lower League's uh, sideshow and fireworks keeps going on. As more like solar. things blowing up. That's yep. what. Let's now move into a segment that we call Keep Hope Alive. Here's to hoping for the U.S. national teams as the women continue their World Cup run and the men start the qualification process for theirs. Let's talk about the women first who beat France. Remember, we were all very worried after they played Spain and we were thinking like, oh my God, what's going to happen? Turns out they were just fine. Yeah, uh, turns out Megan Rapino, um, pretty good when a fascist Twitter troll just decides to rally against her and get a lot of his friends to uh, get mad at her as well. France getting one goal, but U.S. looking pretty dominant. In the contrast to today, where they looked very good against England, especially in the first about 15 minutes. However, things starting to look very scary, and I don't think I've been more anxious than watching a game on TV than this one. Yeah, the second half was had just about everything you want in a soccer match. Um, it depends on who you asked. You'd probably don't want VAR, but who cares? It was in there twice. Hey, hey I love um, VAR, okay? I, I wish there was, like, I was going through my life and there was a referee everywhere just being like, stop, Notch, we got to wait for you to get in your car because we're going to reevaluate your walk to the car from the front door. <laughs> so, I mean, I reevaluate every single decision I make. Why, why wouldn't I have someone else helping me with that? <laughs> there you it's go. great. Anyway, 2-1, uh, uh, Ellen White scores what seems like England's equalizer, only called offsides correctly after a bar review. Yes. Um, then there was also the penalty that may or may not have been real after a bar review. Uh, Again, Ellen White going down very easily. Uh, yes. Taken down by Becky Sarbrun. I Taken down seems harsh. Clipped. Yeah, I... I think even clipped seems harsh, if we're being honest. It was one of those where I stared at that replay far longer than I should have, and I don't know what was controvertible about that video. Like, I don't know what angle they were seeing that said conclusively there was contact that resulted in her falling down. Didn't matter, though, because the penalty was given by VAR, and... New hero, new founding mother, mother of, the of the United, United States. States of America, Alison Air, with the penalty save, and I, I celebrated that was, penalty I, save more than the goal. Yeah, I know. I did like, too. I did too. It was like a sense of relief, like oh, thank God. This yeah. is probably with oh, oh. England had every chance to win this game. The U.S. Taking it back, both these games, France and England, 2-1 the result for the U.S. So we're expecting a 2-1 final, yeah? 13 nothing. <laughs> wow. Um, uh, I mean, uh, I, I will say this. I've been impressed by at least two or three players from the U.S. every single game. The problem is that I've been frustrated by three or four. And... Every single game in the knockout stages, I've had some amount of trepidation, some amount of pessimism, because I don't know who it is that isn't going to show up for the United States. Credit to Alyssa Nair having the game of her life. She had a number of fantastic saves aside from that penalty, but she's also been questionable at times throughout this tournament. Rose Lavelle had a fantastic game until she came out with a hamstring injury. She was 
completely absent against France. Like, this team is so up and down with its individual performances that the collective seems to be good enough to balance that out. I just don't know if that's going to continue on for a World Cup final. The U.S. has arguably gone through the toughest team in the tournament in, in France. England was no pushover either. I think we looked at the Netherlands and Sweden. Netherlands a team who really hasn't played that well. The second half of against Italy was their best game. And Sweden a team that U.S. has already beaten once in this tournament. So I think that the strategy that the English had, which is to be very physical and edge and to use that edge, the U.S. off their game plan and, and basically try to insert themselves really kind of... You can't use the word edge and insert in the same sentence. <laughs> well, to, I think this, was, this is the strategy that I expect teams to start taking against the U.S., especially now as other teams catch up in terms of physicality with the United I mean, States, which was in, in past years, pure physique and endurance has, has seen the U.S. win tournaments. That is not going to be true going forward. Yeah. I'm curious to see what happens in the final with, the, with yeah. whoever they, they end up it, facing. Spain, I think, was probably the template for how you beat the United States. It, it was lucky that the U.S. was able to score PKs. Yeah. Um, should we talk about Alex Martin's celebration and how it was so offensive? <laughs> and I, I thought she was referencing India, home of tea, just showing some like fellowship <laughs> with other former colonies. So yeah, you know that that, yeah. that was my take. Yeah. Hey, uh, speaking of colonies, uh, Dutch Curacao came up against the United States. Yeah, you finally figured out why they have a bunch of players that came up with like Vitesse and PSV and well, the goalkeeper plays for PSV. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And room. Yeah, which by the way. The fact that people weren't heckling him with quotes from the room just made me very upset that entire game. They were just yelling, room, and it sounded like boo, and it was dumb. Like, you've got the worst movie of all time just sitting right there. So much material. You're tearing me apart. Lisa. Okay. Uh, I want to uh, emphasize right now that the uh, country was formerly part of the Curaçao Independencies Colony, but is now formally called the country of Curaçao. And it includes the main island of Curaçao and the uninhabited island of Klein Curaçao, a.k.a. Little Curaçao, and has a population of 160,000 in an area of 404 kilometers square. Deal with it. And its capital is Willemstadt. So now... Um, now that we know where it is... And how small it is... We can forget about it until the next four years of the next World Cup. They did manage to hold the United States to only one goal. Weston McKinney getting the, the, the winner there. Yeah. For the U.S. Um, Great assist by Christian Pulisic, who was wearing the armband for the first time. Yes. For the U.S. Pulisic had a good game. And no one else on the U.S. did. I'm not going to take us into the next segment. I'm just going to mention that uh, in terms of English news, Spurs have signed Tunjaya Ndombele. Zaha is rumored to be going to Arsenal. <laughs> it's, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So um, are there any other little bits of bobs of news from England that you want to mention that have come across your screens? No. no. Okay. Let's move into the Arsenal's sec- new kid is dope. Okay. Thank you. It's nice. Let's. Like it. It's Adidas. Got the three stripes. Yes. Let's move into a segment that we call They Don't Call It Soccer in Brackets. Some do, though. Where we talk about soccer from the rest of the world that we haven't talked about already. First up, rest of the world's World Cup features from the quarterfinals. Norway getting beaten by England 3-0. Don't really need to talk about that anymore, do we? Do we? Do we? I mean, Norway looked like a team without Aga Hackenberg. True. 
Uh, Italy played the Netherlands. Italy bossed the first half hour in the Netherlands, coming back in the second and smashing them 2-0. Viv Medima, Steph Andergrat. Uh, it almost seems like a big, big club should sign them. Oh, wait, they play for Arsenal. Sweet. Uh, both of those goals came off of set pieces. Uh, Italy really kind of lost their heads a bit in the second half and started falling yeah. um, pretty heavily. So... It came out to him in the end. Yeah. And Italy, credit to them, it was too early for them. It was a game where the experience level just wasn't quite there for them, whereas you had the Netherlands team that is the reigning Euro champion. I thought when you were saying it's too early for them, you were going to be like jet lag, you know, it's the wrong time zone, difficult. Now it's, you know, it's, it's going to be understanding. But hey, you are right, though. No one expected the Italians to make it this far. They've been getting respective respectful TV audience not respectful what's the word I'm going for respectable respectable thank you for, for we were all English this week but also so the TV helping. audience was very like, oh yes very good very good yeah, yeah, yeah the golf claps a lot of golf claps yeah. all across Italy yeah um but yeah, they're getting respectable TV audiences back home. So uh, good job, Italy, uh, for, for putting up a respectful display, respect, respectable yeah, display. They can go yes. home with their heads held high and hopefully come back even stronger in four years. Yeah. Let's talk about Germany or Sweden. This is the result that everybody predicted wrong. Everyone's saying, <laughs> Sweden, <laughs> no. What do want? How do they win that? Stina Blackstenius. And Sophia Jakobsen. Oh, nah, let's just go with Blackstenius. That is like the most metal name ever, and I love it, and I want that as my band name. So when she scored, basically someone threw her one of those like guitars that has all the pointy ends, and she's just like, rawr, 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 while moshing out on the, on the Whoa, pitch. Oh, that was way too melodic for death metal. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. Thanks, guys, for helping me out. Also, the brace is two goals, right? Two goals? Two yes. Goals. Yes, yes, yes. Sweden had a brace in this game. Is that correct? That no. Was... A what? brace is only for one person. Oh, God. It's like a hat trick. <laughs> Had enough of you two over here. God damn it. Two episode two hundred, our last one, okay? This is this is what happens. Uh when you when you when you make fun of me it's too last much. episode. The <laughs> like, fortune teller was right. <laughs> like honestly, you could have just canceled this podcast after one ninety nine and I could have gone to bad religion. <laughs> we should also give credit to Germany's Lena Mr. Magoo, who scored uh in the sixteenth minute to take the early lead and convince everybody that all our predictions have been right she did to the keeper yeah the keeper got nutmeg so you know it was all like haha we called it and then of course Jakobsen and Black Stenius <laughs> doing quite well much better thank yeah. you thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah. thank you. Hey, he's talk- a little more gravel in the voice but you're you're close let's talk about the gold cup quarterfinals and semifinals <laughs> oh that is that good I, I think he's on to something. We should definitely end this bit, right? Now. <laughs> okay. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God there's no more Sweden. Um, Haiti with a massive 3-2 comeback win over Canada. Um, Canada, two goals in the first half, opening the scoring. Um, then they just fell apart. 50th minute, Canadian keeper Borjan gives up the ball to Duckins Nazan, who's just right there. He just yeah. gets the ball off Borjan's feet. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a it was a poorly weighted back pass. It was a little bit too light. But Borjan was just standing there waiting for it to come to him, despite staring the Haitian player in the face yeah. and being like, hey, you're not from my team. What am I supposed to do here? Oh, no. Hmm. Oh, I should yell no. at my defender who made the pass. 
There's Pe- no blame on me. Exactly. Bad day for Borjan. And a penalty kick for Haiti, getting them the equalized in the 70th minute. Nizan again shows inhuman control to get the third in the 76th minute, then rips off his shirt to reveal another jersey with the name He Haiti Me and on his back uh, in light of the XFL He Hate Me. And uh, oh, that just happened in my head. Okay. Yeah. And, and all of Canada lost their minds. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but for real, it, Haiti just went absolutely bonkers after this win because it's basically the biggest moment in their soccer history, at least in the last like 30 plus years. And this is supposed to be the best Canadian team for the last. 30 years. Yeah, and guess what? Their defense is terrible. Yeah. Their defense, like, probably would be poor in USL as a unit. And, and we are seeing um, th- at this particular Gold Cup some of the kind of underdogs who have been around actually showing their medal and bringing in results when they're, right. le- when they're being underestimated, like Haiti in this game. Yeah. So good, good for Haiti. Uh, excited to see what they do. In the next uh, semifinal against Mexico, which is happening as we record. Don't look it up, guys. I would like to not have that spoiled for me. Mexico playing Costa Rica. 1-1. Mexico wins 5-4 on penalty kicks. Francisco Calvo made his penalty kick, so good for him, I guess. Yeah. Now he can return to Chicago and continue their bad defense. Yeah. Please, please, please. Yeah, have fun with that. Jaimeca playing Panama, getting the 1-0 win for the Reggae Boys. Yeah, what what did you just say? Jaimeca? That's that's how you say it, right? Oh, let's just move on. Before we wow, Jakobsen, Jakobsen. Yes, Jamaica, the the colony <laughs> of Sweden into the Caribbean. Like, uh, all right, let's. Uh, how let's... many stereotypes can you put into one misstatement of a country's name? What? Jaimeca? Like, oh God. I hate you so much. Um, well, don't say terrible things and I not didn't. understand them. Permit me to intrude, sir. The U.S. playing Jamaica in the semifinal on Wednesday. Copa America. So many draws going to PKs. Let's play everyone's favorite game. Who fucked up in the PKs? Brazil versus Paraguay was nil-nil. Brazil won 4-3 on PKs. Who fucked up? Derlis Gonzalez did. Colombia versus Chile ended nil-nil. Chile won 5-4 on PKs. Who fucked up? The last guy for Colombia, William Tosillo. Uruguay, nil-nil against Peru. Peru, shock 5-4 win on PKs. Who fucked up for Uruguay? The first guy to take one, Luis fucking Suarez. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Bit off a little more than you could chew there. Oh, <laughs> oh, snap. Argentina getting the sole win in regulation time. 2-0 against Venezuela. Then going up against Brazil while we were recording. And my notes say that Jesus scored. That's fantastic. I mean, like... <laughs> Jesus scored. Which so you didn't did. do when you were actually alive the first time. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, His mom couldn't. Uh, I, I didn't think Jesus... How, how did Jesus no, score, no, though? Doesn't he usually save... So, like, he shouldn't be scoring goals. I mean, that that's pretty incredible that he was able to do that. Uh, my personal Jesus, Bobby Firmino, also scored in this game. So. There you go. Dun, and Messi's sad. Let's talk about the AFCON where the group stages have... Knockout stages have been determined after the group stage has 
ended. Uh, quick summary, Colin. We don't have a lot of time left. Super quick summary. Um, Mo Salah scored twice, so Egypt went undefeated. Group B, Madagascar get through in their first ever AFCON. Uh, Nigeria are also through despite not getting uh, their bonuses paid, apparently. Uh, Group C, Algeria through undefeated without allowing a goal. Group D, Morocco, three one-nil games. Two of them decided on 89th minute or later goals to lead that group. Uh, Group E, Mali and their two wingers named Adama Traore, who were born in June of 1995. Yes, that's right. They have two... June 1995, Adama Traore. Are we sure there's not two traded players in FIFA that someone made and forgot to name the first <laughs> ones and they made a second one? I was just thinking that Battlestar Galactica was really popular at that, at that time. <laughs> God. Group F, Ghana gets through uh, Cameroon and Benin advance Benin into their first ever knockout stage at a major tournament. Thank you, Colin, for that AFCON update. More from the knockout stages in next week's episode. All right. Uh, Colin, I'm going to cut off your confession segment unless you got something good. He's shaking his head. I mean, um, like I, I was going to talk about why I haven't been here the last two weeks because you guys are terrible, but... Oh, wow. Ouch. Ouch. I, I mean, it's less Caleb and more Notch. Ouch. Well, Ouch. Wait, less me. Not, not. I'm not completely absolved from this. I'm hurt. What Still. about producer Nick? He can be a dick sometimes. Producer Nick isn't even here. I'm not going to... Yeah, you pointed at no one. Yeah. He just motioned to the spot where he usually sits. Like, <laughs> this isn't Mr. Cat that we're talking about. Oh, oh. God. Yeah, our old producer. R.I.P. Oh. He, he's not dead. He's not? No. Oh. He got adopted by somebody else. Okay. Just... Uh, you, can find, you can find me at Chaos in 716. <laughs> also, TweetNet2 United fans. Also, the uh, Complete Darkness is finally being shipped out. So, look for that in your mailbox. If you ordered one. If you didn't order one, it's not going to show up. Uh, you can find me at the attachment. Um, send me ideas for my next thing uh, to write at E Pluribus Lunum. Um, I also... <laughs> right about flat I, I want to, but it, it does not fit into our typical coverage. If a slide hadn't been delayed... This podcast would have been edited by Nick Rodriguez, whose views on soccer and politics can be found at Nick Rodriguez on Twitter. You can find me at LockStockSpock on Twitter. Tell your friends to listen to We Call It Soccer. They can find this podcast and find podcast providers everywhere. And with that, we bid you adieu for another seven days. See you next week, and then see you for another 200 episodes over the next four years. See you.